What's up everybody? Captain Bob here today. We're going to talk with my buddy Jerry about, there he is back there, about the Salsa Fargo. We've had lots of questions about the Fargo. Everybody wants to know kind of what's the setup, how does he like it, talk a little bit more about that Gates carbon drive and the roll-off hub and generally the evolution of his setup as time has gone on. We're practicing some social distancing today. We're in the garage. It's uh, April and we're in full bore virus mode. So we're gonna just make a quick video, talk about the Fargo, see if we can answer some folks' questions. So let's get to it. Tell us a little bit about first the history of why you chose the Fargo in the first place. Well, <clears throat> I, I think it's a versatile frame and setup, and that's kind of what I was looking for. The reading I had done in preparation for this purchase um, kind of indicated that. I wanted something that could do some rugged riding, but was kind of about comfort and chewing up miles, because you know, I had started really having an interest in just long touring rides. So comfort, and that kind of geometry with some versatility is what I was really kind of after. So it was a little bit more of a, uh, the versatility of having the bigger tires, being able to do a little more off trail or semi gravel style riding on top of the touring aspect of it. It still does well on tarmac, you know. Yeah, sure. So as we talk about this thing, it, it, it's, it certainly evolved. Okay, so this bike right out of the gate, Everybody talks about drop bars on a mountain bike, right? Bike came with drop bars. You rode it with drop, the drop bars for a little while, and soon thereafter decided this had to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'd, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, <clears throat> a critic of drop bars, but I found them personally uncomfortable, which was a suspicion I had at the beginning. Right. Uh, holding... By, by the hoods, just always hurt my hands. I couldn't get comfortable, no matter what I did to the rest of the fit. Just didn't quite work. And I, but I did find that I, I think I had pretty good control with those handlebars. Yeah. I did a little bit of single track and stuff. I liked it, but I just couldn't get used to it. Just not a drop bar guy. So you made some, you did some investigation, and this is what you settled on. Now, these are the Velo Orange Crazy Bars, right? Yeah. And a lot of folks have asked questions about these because they're not familiar with them. Because they're different. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they sure are. It's, I mean, basically, kind of a wide grip. Um, swept back. Swept back, yeah. A, yeah. a wide sweep, as well as these these sort of kind of like arrow bar, yeah. wouldn't you say? Is a kind of. They're wider. They're more widely spaced. But I use them that way. Yeah. I'll rest my elbows kind of here, and I'll okay. grab onto these. Yep. Uh, when yep. I'm riding, yep. I like it. I do. And you, you know, you can hold here. You can hold. Press your hands here. Hold here. Here. I. In fact, now that I've got these crazy mirrors. I even. I even ride like this sometimes. Oh, okay. Hold hands up there. I, I've got numerous uh, hand positions there, which, you know, if you're really going a long ways and spend a lot of time in the saddle, that's that's important. So basically, the other thing it gives you is a ton of place to mount things on, obviously. And you've added this accessory bar mm -hmm. 
on there, which you have another bottle cage and a little compass temperature yep. thing. Yep, my uh, bell. Get your bell and a cell phone holder. Yeah. Obviously, these mirrors up off the front here, so you've got a bit of a uh, got a bit of a look of a, a antlered uh, an antlered beast. And of course, you can do all kinds of feed bags, and of course, you get something to put the chicken in, which right. is important. Yeah, that's critical. So overall, what have been your thoughts about the handlebars? Are you you like them? You you are you crazy about the crazy bars? Let's just ask. Yes, there is one thing with the setup that's going to have to be changed. If you look, I did have one of these adjustable stems so that I could figure out the right height for myself. And now that I'm confident that's what that is, that's the height. I'm going to get a fixed stem with this position. Um, because this stem, I didn't quite get the right caliber. So these handlebars require some shims that still slip, despite the, the, the sticking compound and everything. It's, it's, it's not ideal, so that's going to be replaced. Okay. But Because I get a little bit of this, just right. minimal. But yes, I, I, like, I like the handlebars. I, I, I find they're pretty narrow gauge metal, so double wrapping is important, I think. Yeah. So I'm happy with them. Definitely. Foam, foam grips on here. You're, you're pretty happy with those so far? Yeah, for now. We'll see. We'll see. You okay. know, yeah. I spent a lot of time here because of the twist shift now. Yes. And so that, you know, I'm still, jury's still out on this a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the next major thing that I want to talk about is the infamous never-ending debate about saddle. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. always joke around that saddles are, on bicycles are like anchors for sailors. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody likes what they like and doesn't like what they don't like. You've chosen the Brooks traditional B17, and you've got a Thudbuster, Cane Creek Thudbuster on there. Talk a little bit about, because you, you went through some saddle dilemma, right? I like did. everybody. And I'm still not convinced that this is my forever saddle. Yeah. Not convinced. Um, it's good. I like it, but I do, I get some, like with, with long distances, I get a little numbness in a distribution that can be disconcerting, I'm sorry, to the adult male. Mm -hmm. So um, it doesn't always happen. So we'll have to see. Maybe it's an adjustment factor, but I figure this is a good saddle to spend a lot of time on to figure it out. There isn't anybody that says terrible things about them. You've certainly put some miles on it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, it's broken in. You can see how it's kind of shaped itself. And Yeah, yeah. I probably need to do a little better job of maintaining it and treating it nice, but, um, you know, yeah, it's fair to say that you do not baby any of your equipment. No. no you ride the hell out of this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And a crash. And crash and <laughs> ride in all kinds of weather. And yeah. Like, you're not going to treat it with kid gloves, let's just say. No, no, which is another reason it's a good ride for me, you know. Yeah. I uh, figure this or, 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 a, or a Surly bike is probably pretty good. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to be a little unkind at times. And the Thudbuster? Thudbuster I like. Um, what's funny is... I thought about this a fair bit. When you go to a higher volume tire that you can adjust, you have to ask yourself, do you need more cushion? I, well, I do spend a lot of time airing these up, with higher pressure, and different types of rides, and so I think I do benefit from the, the added kind of travel in the, in the Thudbuster. So I'm a fan. Gives a little cushion, but there is a sacrifice of a little more weight. Yeah. Maybe yeah. noise, depending on, like, sometimes there's squeaks yep. and things like that. Of course, you have yeah. that a little bit with the Brooks a little, anyway. A little on the side. It yeah. kind of moves. So there's, there's some noise once in a while. So I do think this, this little cover is important, actually, to keep some of the crap out of there. Got gotcha. Debris. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, of course, one of the things when we did the video about the gates 
roll-off setup. Yeah. Everybody wants to know more about, number one, what are your thoughts after using it? I mean, th there's, there's a couple of things we should say. Okay, first, the Fargo is fairly, fairly unique in that it is a bike that can accommodate the Gates belt drive. And that's not easy to come by. There are, because you have to have that split backstay, basically, yeah. to be able to get the belt on. Um, the Fargo allows that to be able to do the Gates drive. And then, you, of course, everybody's got the roll-off questions. You don't see as many with this combination. In particular, you'll see a lot of roll-offs with a chain because that's much easier to, to accomplish, depending on the frame. But tell us your thoughts. I mean, you've put, I don't know how many miles, but certainly several months on it now. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think of the setup? Uh, it does take getting used to a couple things. Now, I'm, I've got the uh, your clicks in on here, so I'm not going to really shove it, but... It, the backspin, there's a little more internal friction that I've found. And I've, I've talked to people on the trail about it, and they would, the folks that don't have one will still debate you on that from what they've read. And I'm thinking, I've, I'm riding it. I know there's more friction than the setup I had. Right. And I don't know if it's enough to make a huge difference, but it's noticeable. Yeah. And there's a little bit more of just a sense of there's more going on, more internal workings. It has to be with that planetary system. So you're aware of it, but I, I like it. I do. I've, I'm starting to get used to it. But the feel is a little different of the roll off the twist shift you know i've never been a fan of twist shifting right but i'm getting used to it and i i, I am i am conquering that sort of that obstacle in my head about it well there's a little bit of a detail about that that everybody hears but how do you explain that pause that's required to shift i'm still working it out and it seems like it uh in some places in in the lineup one through 14 it seems like it's easier to do that shift um and what, what I've discovered is maybe there's a safety mechanism in there. If you're still cranking on it, you try to shift, it's almost like it, it goes into a default gear or setup that you can still pedal, but then I have to let up and readjust. And I'm still getting used to it. Um, but it's nice to be able to stop and gear all the way down, you know? <laughs> As we found out on the ride at Big Ben oh, yeah. <laughs> Ranch, there are times where you just... You, you stop because you can't go. Yeah, you go straight to zero. <laughs> and then you would, and you love to downshift into yeah. the lowest gear potentially. Yeah. Um, and that's much, much easier to do on this type of a setup. I guess oh, yeah. this is one way to yeah. say it. Yeah, and it still takes some getting used to. The pause, um, like I say, you know, if you're uh, going on a flat surface, it's, it's mm -hmm. not very noticeable. You know, don't have to worry much about it. And also I've heard Numerous people talk about the friction aspect as far as, you, you mentioned there's more going on, but you, it just feels different. There's, yeah, there's a different feel, absolutely. It's not as loud as some of the other kind of freewheel deals that you know, just really click, click, click. You, you can hear it, but it's not, it's not uh, noticeable. Um, the, as far as the drive, I gotta tell you, I got some crap in there right now, but... Um, I like it, and as long as it remains <clears throat> dependable, uh, there's a little anxiety about switching from chain. It's been around forever, um, because <laughs> yeah. you, you know there's no repair in this thing. Right, you know? right. Uh, but I tell you, the the fact that I don't really have to lube it, this, this setup is is really what I need because I got really tired of just adjusting things. You know, I started with a one by eleven. I liked that. I did. I really did like the one by eleven. What I found is I. I actually wore the 11th gear out, the small cog, so it was slipping. I had, I had spent that much time in that on the flats. And so then I went to a two by 11 and uh, 
I did like that, and I went from that to this because of the, uh, you know, even one derailleur, I'm going to have problems. He had another derailleur, and, and Jerry's going to have issues with it. So, so maintenance-wise, it's yeah. definitely lower maintenance. Oh, yeah. There's less, you know, mess and cleaning and lubricating mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Really, all you have to do is kind of rinse it off with water or whatever yeah, just, just to clean the dirt or whatever off and, and keep going. That's very cool. Um, the other things, you know, obviously when you do the kind of stuff we do, you're always trying different bags and stuff. So you've got quite a plethora of different style bags you've tried and used. You've used a frame bag, which you still do use. It just depends on the type of riding you're doing. I think this morning you kind of commented about You've, it's sort of become like Mr. Potato Head. Bolt on, yeah. pop on whatever Change pieces you want to make it uh, whatever. Yeah. But right now, you've kind of got this little, this little tail bag, this yeah. little seat bag on here. Mm -hmm. That's mainly tools and stuff. Yep. Like I keep a little, uh, well, I, I kept some um, tire sealant in there when we went on our trip. Yeah. I didn't need it, but, yep. and you can, you know, you just stick some little bit of triflow or whatever. With a tube or whatever. And this is the Revelate Designs Jerry Can. I go there. back and forth about that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's <laughs> one you've kind of been like, I don't know if I want it, or now I kind of think I do want it, etc. Yeah. I find it useful. Um, I may get the different style at some point that'll fit better with my frame design, but I think it's a useful little bag. For me, it just holds stuff that I just didn't really have a place for anything else. So. Yeah. And you've always, you're kind of famous for the pizza bag that you've got kind of as a... One time, it's not waterproof or anything fancy. Right. It just holds stuff, right? Yeah, right now I'm keeping my my bulky lock in there. You yeah, know, my combination big lock. lock in there. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's nice. I get more comments on this. Yeah, yeah, it's funny the things people comment that yeah. and the chicken. Yeah, yeah. And then of course feed bags and little different bags on the front. That stuff's pretty normal. And you know, lots of different bottle cages and ideas. And this is kind of a an interesting uh, topic of discussion that because of the way the, the carbon belt drive was, you kind of had to modify with that plastic PVC to move that bottle over or else it would rub on the belt. That's yeah. one thing you don't think about too much is that there is some yeah. width. More, yeah, more width than a chain. And so a couple millimeters would rub on this. So we shove that PVC on that king cage and now it- Yeah, it just kind of pushes that bottle, yeah. Nalgene it's, bottle over just a little. It's closer to the other foot, but it's not bad. If you look, you know, I've got- Yeah. So it's about right. Yeah, and then these are the uh, these these cages on the front. These are the aluminum. Uh, yeah, um, what they call a wide foot. Wide foot wide cages. Foot yeah, cages. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like those. I like them. They're low profile. They don't catch a lot of wind. You know, you put them on the car rack or whatever. Yes. Uh, one thing is this foot here, despite the name, is let's say diminutive. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I've been thinking about something. I was going to ask you maybe to help me rig something up. I've been thinking of, of a platform with two hooks that maybe I could put in there that would extend this only when I'm using it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because when we were, if you're riding with the bag on there, like the big bend ride, and that's just going, you know, just getting jarred over and over, that stuff slides, despite how you wrap it. Yeah. You know, so I just would kind of like to have that. So bottles haven't been a problem, but what it comes down to is you want to put a bag with stuff in it that doesn't have a good floor right, not a good to hang on that little, mm -hmm. that little niche there. Yep. Then you, you really are going to need something to kind of put on there maybe. And then we kind of rigged up, we sort of took off the Gorilla Clips off my other bike. If you haven't seen these, there's a video I have that I've done on these before, but basically they're called Gorilla Clips, and they just, it's just a way to add uh, three 
three basic brazon locations so you can put other things, other um, cages or whatever else you want to put on there easily on a bike. And they, they do a good job. I've been happy. I had on our uh, camping trip, you know, I had two on each side. I had a, a loony bin that had a 1.5 liter bottle on there. Yeah. I had other camping gear up here and that. And it worked fine. It was, and this is a carbon fork Fargo, by the way, in case anybody was wondering. It, it is a carbon. It's, a, it's the generation one, I think, fire starter carbon fork that's on there. The second generation, they put more brazons on, right? Those, yeah. But this generation didn't. So I had these uh, any uh, gorilla clips, rather, and uh, so we rigged them up so Jerry could put them on this bike, and that works out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got this little this little blue thing on here. Explain yeah, what that's, that's for. Yeah, that's from uh, I think it's Paul Components. Okay, you just put it, you know, on that little little uh, hole there. Yeah. Um, what I have that for is uh, I get tired of my light being in the way of that big bag. Oh. My headlight headlamp. So or not headlamp, but in my my front light. Yeah. And so I just put that little clamp on here, and that light slides in and out. And I just turn it on when I really need to be to light up, illuminate the trail. Yeah. It's kind of odd to be down low. But as long as you don't angle it up, it's not shining in anyone's eyes. I think it's yeah. fine. Probably lights designed it. to be this high, but yeah, I don't know. probably lights the trail pretty well, actually. Yeah, I, would say. I don't do a lot of night riding anyway, but yeah. And one thing, folks could certainly consider these click stands that you see here. Uh, Jerry turned me on to this. I looked at them at one point a long time ago, and then he bought one, and then I finally bought one. And these are available. You can search them on the internet. The guy who makes them. It's a, you know, it's an aluminum pole in sections with a little Y thing here, and you can get it with a rubber foot, or Jerry rigged up the champagne cork on the end of his to have a big wide foot on it. But it just allows you to stand your bike up, and they send along with it these, these rubber little strappy deals on here that allow you to uh, brake locks, yep. lock your brakes on. So anyway, this is kind of, uh, this is Jerry's setup for the Fargo. Anything, you mentioned the stem, you're gonna replace that adjustable stem with a fixed stem, but anything else in the future right now you're thinking about? Well, I got a couple things I'm thinking of. There are higher budget items, and I've been putting most things on hold after the drive. That was a, <laughs> that was a uh, high budget item, yeah. That's a, that was a couple college tuition payments right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I might want to try a suspension fork, like one of those Lauf deals, Lauf fork, perhaps, we'll have to see. But, um, and, and someday I wouldn't mind if I do more uh, long, like, uh, rando events or anything like that, I, I'd like to get a, a dynamo. Dynamo hub, yeah. 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 That'd be kind of cool. Um, I understand they add a little friction, of course, a little resistance, but I don't know. So that's for two reasons, right? One is for, uh, to power a light, mm -hmm. and the second is just to charge stuff. To things. charge stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, I mean, there's always got to be something else. I kind of have this desire to play around with the solar panel, too. Yeah. Just for gigs. Yeah. Just to put on the back of a rack or put it over your bags, drape it on there, plug it in and see what it would do. I guess certainly depend on if it's a sunny day or not. But yeah. All right. Well, we don't want to run this video too long. If anyone out there has questions about the Fargo, drop them in the comments and we'll try to get your questions answered. This is a medium-sized frame, yeah. Yeah. this Fargo is, and it's a few years old now. So the newer model would have a little bit different, of the, the second generation Firestarter carbon fork, I think. But other than that, it would look very similar to this, maybe a different color. But. All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon.